How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Ready! <coughs> Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go. Here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left. 23 left. Will. One, two, three. <laughs> It's time for the post game show with Shope and the Bulldog. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bills smoke the Raiders. 38-10. Must have been those boos that woke him up in the first quarter. Could you did you hear them yourself? Oh yeah. I'm I'm, I'm writing about the game and I and and I mentioned that there was a I think Kevin Harlan even referred to it as a smattering. Uh, I'm not sure. It's smattering of booze, and I was listening, and I couldn't really pick it up on my on my setup. But I'm I'm taking his word for it. You you heard it. Good. Uh, I I believe it. Um, I was curious. Like I even said to the people I'm watching the game with, like I wonder if they go three and out here. Is are we already going to get it? I'm like, yep. Oh, it was <laughs> like it was the playoff game starting over, where the opposition walks down the field to a yeah. touchdown. <laughs> it was Chase in the playoff game. It was Adams. You know, there's their best guy. Your turn. And Adams rolls right, or rather, Allen rolls right, and Diggs is open, and he throws, or he runs out of bounds. Like, oh no, it's the same. Yeah. But I mean, did it ever turn sharply from there? Thirty-eight-three, just yeah. totally outclassing uh, the Raiders here in the home opener. Beautiful day out there, and the Bills look like the Bills again, going to one and one. We'll have Sean McDermott's post-game press conference as always. It'll be brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. I mean, not even necessarily talking about it in the context of what was different from Monday night, but just like this is kind of everything you wanted, where Diggs is Diggs and Davis shows up, and you're strong up the middle. Your running backs are all having success, making it look easy, right? right? And defensively, pressure and takeaways and just, you know, they just looked like the team they've been. Yeah, they, they really did. I mean, the Raiders have got some, you know, star power name recognition, but like top to bottom, it's really no contest as far as the rosters go here. And, you know, Garoppolo and Adams shined on that first drive and pretty quiet the rest of the way. Max Crosby did not, not even exist in this game. The Bills had Brown on him often one-on-one, but often with a little bit of help, just a little chip. There was even one play where – uh, I think I talked about this on Thursday or Friday in the run-up to the game. Uh, Kincaid stayed in to, to chip and didn't even didn't even touch him and just scooted out for a quick, easy little pitch and catch with Allen. Yep. And by the way, speaking of Allen, here he is. Getting our guys some options. 
Um, guys went out there and executed it at the end of the day. Josh, for the most part, it looked like you, you know, kind of took what they gave you. I, I'm, I haven't seen the stat sheet. I think it's eight or nine different targets or receivers or whatever, incorporated a lot of different things. What was your approach to kind of running the show out there coming off of, of Monday night? Uh, again, I, it wasn't this just go out there and find checkdowns. It was still be me. Um, let our guys make some plays, and our guys did make some plays. You talk about Gabe Davis on fourth down after that really long drive, 10-minute drive, you know, catching a contested touchdown. Um, Latavius and Damian running the ball extremely hard. Jimbo going for over 100, catching a bunch of passes from the backfield. Um, you know, got guys in different positions, uh, and our guys made some plays. Hey, Josh, how, much, how much does managing, uh, you know, how much does running the ball makes it easier for you to manage the offense? Yeah, I mean, the more that we can hand it off to, to Jimbo and these guys, man, they're getting five, six yards of pop, staying in front of the chains, you know, putting us into second and short situations where now we can hand it off again or we can take a shot, we can throw it short, skip first down. There's just a lot of options that we get when we can, when we can run the ball like that. So um, huge ups for our, our, our old line today and our running backs for running the ball. Hard. One more time, I want to go back to, to, to your game a little bit. You had talked about in the post game coming out of the Jets, you know, being more patient, not trying to do too much. Did you make a concerted effort? And how did you kind of revert back to, you've shown the ability to bounce back from adversity before. What was your process and how did you execute uh, that? Just being me. Josh, how difficult was, was the week? I mean, it was, a, it was a rough Monday. We all know that. Um, probably saw a little bit of the media and fan reaction to it. Was it tough to filter that out and get back to business? Um, honest to God, I didn't see any reaction. I didn't look at anything. I didn't turn on TVs. I didn't, you know, I was just, the thing is with this game, man, it gives you the lowest lows. It gives you the highest highs. But I, I love feeling how I felt last week. I really do. Because um, it makes the good feel that much better. You know, it forces us to be better. And I want to be the best I can be playing this game and being the best quarterback I can be for this Buffalo Bills. So I take the bad with the good. I understand it. Um, and I'm just trying to let it let it fuel me and use it to, to my benefit. Okay, so, so by, by saying that, you're saying a loss like that is like powerful. Like it it can be. Right? I mean, that's what you're saying. It can be. Josh, short passes, Josh. Uh, yards after the catch, including a couple of the James. How tough are you guys to defend when those guys are making plays out of the catch? Really tough. Again, I don't know who had the stat or who said it, but eight or nine different pass catchers tonight. And with the ball in their hands and, and different areas of the field, um, you kind of got to defend it all, and it's, it's tough to do. James, how, uh, how hungry were you to go for that 100 yard run today for 100 yards? You know, I was hungry because, you know, they kept, I kept getting out because, you know, you got to put big guys in. So I was just trying to bust it so I won't have to come out or just, you know, just come out. What did you say to Lynn Shakur on that last carry? Oh, no, nah, I ain't say nothing to him. I already knew I had a 100, so it was like, that was good. Josh, when you're in those circumstances, I'm sorry, in the fourth fourth down plays, down near the goal line, take us through what, you know, because you, you got to make a play, right? It's fourth down, but you, you're, you you know, conscious of, of getting the ball to, you know, to score the touchdown, but not turning it over because you got them pinned down if you don't convert. Like, what, what's your mindset? You converted twice on that today. Yeah, it's just one of those situations where, again, fourth and goal from the one-yard line, coach has enough trust to put it in our hands to go get it. That being said, it's not just throw it up and give anybody a chance. You don't want to throw an interception down there because, God forbid, you don't convert the fourth and goal on the one. 
now it's first backed up, first and ten on the one yard line. Put your defense in a good position um, to get one stop and, and keep us in good field position. So, just going out and, and just trying to make a play. That sometimes how the red zone stuff is out there. It's defend or you know getting out and, and extending the play, making those guys defend for extended periods of time and letting guys go win. And Gabe Davis did a great job of going catching that. James, what was your level of confidence that what this offense showed on Monday wasn't what how how it would be defined and it would bounce back today the way it did? Um, yeah, you know, it's just like you know, you gotta go to practice and keep getting better. You know, I mean that wasn't us. Um, you know, you had to miss it, exclude. We just had to come back and get ready and get better. Josh, you feel like the interception by Bernard in the first quarter there kind of flipped the script right away at that point? For sure. You know, turnovers in this game, we we know it well. Um, they they have the most impact on the game. And when you when your defense can go out there and force turnovers, I think they forced three today. It puts your offense in great field position. Um, you know, and we got to go there and, and convert on those turnovers and make sure we take advantage of that. Josh, he kind of tried to hurdle Marcus Epps there maybe a little yeah. bit. Did you say anything to him after? Or? He got me. He got me. That's still my guy. I, I was out there a little bit. Hey, James, you guys had the ball for 40 minutes today. How impressed were you with your line being able to wear that down? Um, yeah, kudos to my line, O-line. They blocked great and opened up lanes for us, and we hit it. Josh, you talked about double dip, you know, opening up the second half with that. Nine-minute drive, 79 yards, run us through that. Yeah, I mean, scoring right before the half is huge. Khalil Shakur, again, a guy that's battled his, his tail off. He's had a, a really, really good camp. Um, obviously, we haven't asked him to do a whole bunch for us. Um, but the, the will and determination for him to stay ready for a moment like that, going scoring right before half, two guys on him, he still gets in the end zone. Coming out halftime, that nine- or ten-minute drive, fourth and goal from the one, and obviously we made a play there, and that's, that's huge. I mean, one, to, to take 10 minutes off the clock um, and end it with six, but have to do it after double dip, and that's, that's good situational and good, uh, that's good football right there. Josh, when you have such a balanced attack and you have so many different people who are contributing, not, I guess, what does it do for you? Not so much the offense, but for you in particular. Um, I mean, I, I think it settles me down. You know, I, I thought our line... They, they blocked their tails off today in the pass and run game. Um, gave me time back there, and you know when there wasn't an option deep, it was finding, finding the checkdowns and letting those guys go and pick up some yards for us. And again, just staying in front of the chains is the number one thing for us. Oh, you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned the line. Spencer brought one against Max the whole day. How much do you think that'll help his confidence moving forward? Spencer, I mean, he's got all the tools, man. He, he can be so freaking good when he puts his, you know, puts his mind to it. And you know, we saw that today. And, um, I've got so much faith in him. I got so much trust in him, um, and he's just getting better each and every week. Josh, you got another number two more conversions tonight, three of them, and then you know big third down conversion as well. On the fourth down ones, what are the conversations like between you, McDermott, and Dorsey with determining whether or not to go for it? Yeah, again, I can't thank Coach enough for trusting us and guys being in the right spots and executing well. James, uh, how much? How much is it? Uh, how important is it for the run game to keep having these contributions consistently within the offense? Um, it's good, you know. Once we keep, we could keep running the ball like that. It's gonna open up the deep balls and, you know, big plays. So, just keeping it on the ground and and staying balanced is is great. One twenty six. I don't know. One twenty six. What was it? All right. Cool. Josh Allen, James Cook, at the podium. The Bills actually at a table. 
as the Bills beat the Raiders 38-10. to It is a career high for Cook. Can you describe the table for me, please? It's long, and it has room for two. <laughs> Let's uh, use Allen's stat right there, telling Cook. I think 123 is what I've got officially. Yep. Same here, yeah. It'll be time now for the Skyworks stats of the game. Skyworks Equipment Rental, building America from the ground up. Allen, how about this line? 31 for 37, 274, three touchdowns, no interceptions or uh, or fumbles, just three for seven on the ground for Josh Allen. But um, the stat line tells you everything about this game versus Monday, which is efficient, clean, and like the, the big hero ball yards per attempt isn't there. You know, it's what? Right. It's nine yards per completion or so. I mean, still, it's not bad. It's just not lopsided where everything is going deep. Just a completely different uh, performance from him. Yeah, and as a team, the Bills go 35 for 183 on the ground. And like you just said, very little of that from Josh Allen. Only seven of those yards. Cook leads the way with a 7.2 yards per carry average, 17 for 123. Harris got in on the act, 7 for 33. Murray also 6 for 22. Both of those guys scored. Murray and Harris uh, scored in the game. Uh, continuing with the stats, Davis leads the way yardage-wise receiving 6 for 92. That long one of 40 yards uh, late pushed him to that uh, to that place. Diggs 7 for 66, Kincaid 5 for 43, and Cook 4 for 36. A bunch of other guys had lower numbers there, as you heard during the news conference if you were paying attention. Nine different pass catchers for the Bills, including Reggie Gilliam. For the Raiders, stats-wise, Garoppolo, pretty modest, 16-20. to 20. They never had the ball, 16-24 to 24 for 185, one touchdown, two picks. Josh Jacobs, nine carries, minus two yards on the game. I mean, the Raiders' rushing stats are awful, and they're even worse if you throw out, like, the garbage time, give up fourth quarter, you know, their final possession. They made a run for 30 or 40 yards on that alone out of the 55 when the Bills obviously didn't care about stopping it. Devontae Adams, 6 for 84 and one touchdown. The Bills had a couple of takeaways in this game. Terrell Bernard with the first one off a nice tip from Gregory Rousseau, and then Matt Milano with a great play to climb up the back of Josh Jacobs for the other. Just read that. Jacobs, who led the league in rushing last year, it's the first time a a reigning rushing champ has had negative yards in a game since at least 1950. Or at least it's the fewest. Somebody might have had negative one. But Jacobs minus two on the ground in this game. I don't know. Like, if I'd known that, put me in for just – let me let me have one of those plays at the end. Get, get me out of the negative. Get, get me out of the red. Right. Um, but that's that's kind of incredible. More than 80 years, maybe ever, for a reigning rushing champion to finish in the negatives for a single game. The Bills get right. 38-10. to 10. We will have Sean McDermott coming up. We'll look for your calls, too. 803-0550 here in the 716 area code. Let us know how it was out there today and how, how much better you feel, assuming you feel better, than after the loss on Monday night. Well, I sure hope you feel better. I know. If not, there's no saving you. Uh, it's been a great slate of 1 o'clock games, overtime games, uh, contenders, Kansas City, Cincinnati, close games. We'll... Um, Run those down for you as well, and also just keep you up on the, the late games, Jets-Dallas being one. Bills at 1-1 one and one after a big 38-10 win over Vegas. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Sean McDermott still to come, and maybe you on the, on the lines. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. There's the snap. Has time. 
Gonna roll out to his right. Max Crosby in pursuit. Back across the field. Complete to Gabe Davis for the touchdown. Fourth and goal. And it's a two-yard touchdown reception by Gabe Davis in traffic. Mercy. Bills go three for four on fourth downs. That one resulting in a touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis. Managing the game is presented by the financial guys, Western New York's one-stop financial stop. And uh, the Bills on their first scoring drive went for a fourth down deep in Raiders territory, converted it, and then eventually scored. You saw, heard them score there. They did turn it over on downs down near the Raiders' goal line. Uh, earlier in the game as well, but three for four on fourth down and two of them resulting almost directly in points. Well, touchdowns, I should say. Chris Brown, mercy. That that was mercy worthy, I think, that play. You know, Mahomes is his way. Allen, the, the very, the so few guys can ever pull that off. You know, that play, it's somewhat similar to the Diggs touchdown catch last week. I, I don't, think necessarily that anybody's taking for granted just the athletic prowess on display on on those touchdown passes but holy cow i mean you can't say enough about how good that is and you know this game on tv you would see alan not i'm not thinking of the davis touchdown but plays that you would say the same kinds of things about in terms of alan athletically where you just cut to the raider defender who's been just juked (laughs) <laughs> and they're just standing there shaking their head, going back to the huddle. Like, there's, there's only so much you can do. And so he had uh, he had one of those days, and he did it just the way I think everybody kind of wanted to see him do after Monday night, which is totally under control. And, it you know, it didn't start the best either because they go three and out on the first drive. But after that, just anything they wanted. Different players. Dalton Kincaid. Contributes a Knox touchdown, Davis, of course, running backs. Shakir. Shakir. What a great play he made. Allen made a great throw, obviously. It was kind of like one of those sideline, uh, sidearm, submarine-type deals under duress. I thought Shakir did a great job not going to the ground on the reception. The ball mm-hmm. was thrown low, and he went down to get it, and I think you'll see plenty of guys go right right to the ground to secure that catch. He managed to corral it, stay on his feet, and paid him off with a touchdown. Uh, it was a really, really sneaky, good play by Shakir to stay on his feet there. We'll look for your calls in just a moment. We still have Sean McDermott to come as well. Post-game coverage, Bills over the Raiders today with ease, 38-10. Kansas City holds on to win at Jacksonville, 17-9. to That was a tough game for them offensively got the lead in the second half, and were able to hold on and kneel it out at the goal line, uh, the Chiefs. Cincinnati loses again at home to Baltimore. Ravens 2-0, Bengals 0-2. 27-24 is the final there. The Chargers lose in overtime at Tennessee. The Chargers continuing to find new ways to blow games. Uh, 27-24, the Titans take that one. Chargers 0-2, having lost to Miami last week. Indy over Houston. Richardson, two touchdown runs, injured early, concussion in that game. And there were some NFC games that um, we'll get to. We'll get to. Late games underway, including Jets and Dallas, which is just about to start. Okay, let's get to a call or two. Time for the first response from the fans, brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit Team Luzzy, L-U-Z-Z-I, dot com. We have Jose from Guatemala. 
Hello, Jose. Hey, Michael, how are you doing? Good. Talk to talk to you guys. Yes. Nice to talk uh, to you. Thanks uh, for calling. Thank you. Uh, one of the things I want to bring up, uh, first of all, very happy for the Bills big win today. Very great. Uh, I'm just concerned. I was at the game, and, you know, at one point they go for it on fourth down. They were like seven-yard line, and I was very happy to see the aggressive play. And then they get down to almost the one-yard line, and there was a little, seemed like middle little miscommunication between the team. I don't know if Dorsey is, is afraid to go for it and McDermott is pushing, but they burned a, a timeout on that, and it was – I don't know. It's just I was happy they got it, but very concerning to see uh, maybe a miscommunication between Dorsey and McDermott on going for it on fourth down. How do you guys feel about that? I don't know why you would you would necessarily guess that it would be Dorsey sort of be you're sort of blaming him uh, for that there, or you know to an extent anyway. I mean, it's the head coach's decision. The head coach has at least on a lot of teams, and I think the Bills help with the analytics and what to do there. There is no way analytics would have said kick a field goal, but they did line up or not like, not quite get that far, but they, the kicker was on the field and the it looked like it was made. And then they changed their mind. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, Allen didn't give anything up on like how that happened. He was kind of asked and I'm sure McDermott, I'd expect McDermott not to either, but it is curious, right? The call I'm with the caller and this sort, yeah, sort of wonder. I thought, yeah. I thought it was odd that, you know, to, 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 I, I wonder what, change their mind i mean did did dorsey convince mcdermott did the analytics people convince mcdermott did he just change his mind on his own i i, I guess I'd, I'd i'd be in less inclined to be upset about using the timeout given the score in the game um and that you got to the result that we'd like i think you'd, you'd much rather if you'd rather not burn the timeout at all of course but if you're gonna don't line up to go for it, call timeout, and then kick a field goal. Like, that's just going to make everyone insane. At least you got to the desired outcome there, I think, the, the right result, which was, you know, not kicking it and going for it instead. Or even, like, a delay of game or something where, like, ah, we tried to draw you offside and make it shorter, but we couldn't. No, they ran the play, and that was the pass to Davis. That was just like, wow. So... Yeah, you just like happened earlier in the game, the Bills had a fourth down where they went for it and were stopped inside the five, or even at the one, whatever that was, and they got the goal, the ball back and scored anyway. Like that's a big reason why the numbers support doing that is because very hard not for the Bills today actually, but for most teams to score when they're starting so deep in their own end. The Bills went what ninety four yards on one touchdown drive, the Harris touchdown, something like that. Let's go to Shane next. Hi, Shane. Hey, guys. Love to, love your uh, commentary. I really appreciate you guys for taking my call. Uh, Mr. Shope, thank you. I love your takes. Mr. Parker, love your Twitter. I'm sorry. It's actually X now. Hey, Shane, it's despite these wonderful compliments, we've got to put you on hold because Sean McDermott's ready. Please don't take it personally. <laughs> All right. Uh, good to get a win. Great environment here in Orchard Park, Western New York. The fans are outstanding. Um, it's really hard to play um, when they are like they were today. And, uh, and so we don't take that for granted. Much appreciated. Great, great overall win for the organization and the fans. And um, I thought it was balanced in all three phases. Everybody chipped in. It was a good disciplined win, uh, which is important. We took care of the football, took the football away. And uh, both O-line, D-line did a good job controlling the line of scrimmage. Um, special teams answered a little bit for us after they – after they got a score, and um, so good, good to get a win, and um, 
the preparation all week was was what helped us get here. We've talked about during the course of the week, Sean, Josh's history of responding to situations like Monday yes. or whatever. I thought he went out and, and actually took what they gave him and, I mean, nine different receivers involved in the thing and ran it very, very well. Your thoughts on him? Yeah, I would agree. Um, the discipline, like I mentioned, was was present really with the whole team and in particular Josh. And when, when he does that, when he's willing to take what they give him and take those check downs um, and then use his legs, as well, and in a decisive way, he makes he makes it really hard to defend. John, was that was that approach that he took today? Was that baked into the game plan? Though? Were you trying considered effort to try to take the easy ones, have control of passing game rather than take shots downfield? Uh, I think everything in moderation is what is what the game plan was, um, and that's the way we have to play. That's that's uh, that's how you win games um, on the offensive side, at least. So he d- he did that. He took what was there, but he also made. Josh plays. You you can do both, right? He's shown that. I mean, today's a great great example of that. Um, so, yeah, it's a great teacher today. Great teacher. Yeah, to start, yeah. How big was the Bernard interception? It seemed like that was the, the script flipper. Yeah, yeah, probably the turning point, momentum wise. There, um, they had a good first drive there, and um, you know, just situationally, we could do some better things. I can put them in a better position as well, and. Um, um, but DQ, I think, got his hands hands up and tipped it, if I believe it was DQ, right? Russo, Greg? Okay, yeah. So, I mean, again, it's when you affect the quarterback, usually good things happen. John, Josh was up here, and he was talking about a week like the days after Monday's game where he said he, he appreciates those weeks because it helps him to appreciate the good times and forces him to be better. Um, how much of his bounce back from subpar games is, is can be attributed to just that mentality with them. Yeah, I mean, I think in more than anything, it's humility. Um, and when you approach every week with humility, um, you start in the right spot mentally. And that's that's important. Not that he normally doesn't do that, but when you have the games like last week, it forces you to be rather humble. And um, I know I keep talking about, you know, humble and hungry is that I just believe in that. And the minute you get out over your skis in this league is is the minute you get bit. And um, again, today's a great teacher. Coach, your run pass ratio was that ideal for you today? Well, again, I, I I'll tip my hat to our offensive line and our, and our three running backs. And I know it's when you try when you when you have a good running game, it's not just the offensive line and the running. It's it's more than that. The tight ends, um, the wide receivers have to block. So it's usually a team effort uh, when you have a good good day running the football. But it's important that we have that, right? We can be a two-dimensional offense, pound the ball when we need to pound it. Um, you know, so it's, uh, I, I, was, I was proud and pleased to see that. Um, it makes, again, when you can control the line of scrimmage, it makes uh, play calling a lot easier. Cliche, run and stop the run, right? You held him to 55, Jacobs negative two. And I know I talked to Jordan about that. It was a concerted effort after Hall broke a couple on you last yeah. week to kind of button that up. Yeah, I mean, um, again, our front our front played well in the run game. Um, and that's that's where it's got to start. It starts at the line of scrimmage every week. This, this is a game that um, usually comes down to um, the bigs on both sides of the ball. And those guys don't get their names in the paper all that much. Um, um, but they are, they're a catalyst for us playing well. Thanks for saying paper, by the way. That was very nice <laughs> to hear. 
Nobody says that. Spencer Brown. <laughs> All your writers. <laughs> Particularly though, Spencer Brown. I know you got to watch yeah. the film, but look, he's going against Crosby most of the day. You really didn't hear Crosby's name all day long. Yeah. It's good. yeah, Spencer mentally I thought was really, really tough today, uh, tough to handle. And I thought Doris did a good job with the game plan and changing some things up in terms of making sure it wasn't, you know, single blocks all the time in terms of being able to chip from time to time with, with Crosby, who's a heck of a player. And um, I think, again, everything in moderation, being able to make sure that, that that guy doesn't wreck the game or the game plan is, is where you start. What did you see from Spencer this week? Dion mentioned the working extra time with Aaron Crowbert fundamentally trying to be on task. What did you notice from him this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, just more than anything, I think it was his mental approach. I really do. I mean, there's he puts time in physically. He's always done that. And, and again, he's a young player. Um, but he embraced the challenge and, and again, um, took a very humble approach and mentally tough approach, which uh, not only during the week but also during the game because he, when you go against an elite rusher like that or elite player, he's going to win some. Um, but you got to be able to stay in, stay in the game mentally. Spencer said that Kingsley Jonathan was the best Max Crosby he's ever, ever encountered. I mean, uh, that's I how practice should that. be. Yeah, that's how practice should be. Our, our guys do a great job this past week in particular on a short week. We really only had one, you know, full speed practice, um, really two um, Friday, but it was a Friday, uh, no padded practice. But that Thursday practice, our defensive line, scout, scout wise, did a phenomenal job. What can you say about Matt Milano's instincts and smarts to always just be around the ball and make big plays? Yeah, um, you said it. I don't really have anything to add. Uh, he loves to play. Um, you know, he plays really hard, and um, he learns the game plan every week. And um, remember, this is a guy that played kind of a safety position at BC um, when we got him. So he's come so far, um, and he's done a great job. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we didn't. We I think we came up short on the one. Was it fourth and goal from the one? Um, so we got some work to do there. Um, but yeah, that's you know, I wanted to think more about that when I put the field goal unit out there. You know, just hey, where we were in the game, chance to go up. I think it would have put us up fourteen. Is that right or no? Uh, beyond that, it would have been never mind. My stats, get my analytics. 14 to 7. You sure on that? Yeah. I'm putting him on the spot. No, uh, but anyway, I just, I wanted to, I thought it was going to be a chance to widen the gap um, or, um, or go up, I think it was 14, if we would have kicked the field goal, perhaps. Um, I work on, work on it with my stats guy after this, but... Um, but anyway, I just wanted to think about it because it, it was a chance to really widen the gap and, and, and uh, maybe slam the door right there. And um, I thought Dorsey, you know, and Josh did a great job and made a great play. Was it Gabe on that? Was that Gabe, Gabe on that touchdown? It was a heck of a catch right in, in traffic. Say Tom as many as many chances. Khalil Shakir's yeah. got one and he made it. I mean, what's that like? You know, he's fighting to get his snaps and then he makes a play like. Well, you got to be ready, and, and we talk. Uh, I think it was last week. You know, there's different roles when you start a season. And um, it doesn't mean, you know, just because your role is your role doesn't mean that's all you're capable of. But my challenge and my, and my ask of them was to be ready when their number is called because it's going to happen. Very rarely do you just play the same, you know, 40-some guys every week or, or what have you. So you're going to need beyond even 53. So whether it's practice squad or Shakir in this case, um, 
we have confidence in all of them, and, and it's it's a it's a tip of my cap to him of of hey, way to be ready to go, and he made a big play for us. Coach, how much did that get you fired up to come out of halftime to get that nine minute drive? Yeah, you're wearing on them. You know, those again, our, our offensive line did a really good job of wearing on them, and and then eventually you wear them down, and um, and I think that's where you see the running game really start to take off late in the game when when we're just leaning on them. You know, how much easier is it for Josh? To manage the offense when you have that type of balance. Yeah, two-dimensional. You know, I mentioned earlier when you're when you have a two-dimensional approach and you can keep it, uh, and that starts with a lot of scrimmage. Yeah. Osiris Torrance, his play on the being a rookie on that offensive line. Yeah, it doesn't say you know much at all. He just he goes about his business and makes sure he's prepared every week. He's done a good job to this point. Sean, what have you seen out of Gregory so so far through two games? It seems like he's taking this game to another level. Well, I think he's playing more. Uh, he's playing more nasty, um, and that's uh, that's what you got to do. He's always had the the finesse part. Now he's starting to bake in some nastiness to his game. Is that something that comes with time, or the fact that he's around veterans like Leonard Floyd and, and Von Miller? Yeah, but I would say definitely their leadership, um, Von's leadership, Leonard. Um, I mean, Leonard's a nasty player, even though he's not quite a you know a big player. He's he's certainly athletic, but he he's a nasty physical player. And um, and then and then Greg really just continually always trying to improve his game. He's he's just very curious about the game, and he works extremely hard at it. Controlling the time of possession as you did, they only had three possessions in the second half. How hard is it for an offense when they're standing on the sidelines nine, twelve, fifteen minutes in real time? For an offense. For an their offense when they're off the field such great lengths of time. Well, that's a that's the that's the greatest defense there is, right? <laughs> is when they're when our offense is controlling the the clock and controlling the game, starting at the line of scrimmage. I think that's a when you watch Super Bowls over the years and you're saying, hey, when those elite quarterbacks who usually play in the Super Bowl, when that other offense can can keep that other quarterback on the sideline, that's uh that's the best defense you've got. All right, good. Thank you. All right, Sean McDermott there as the Bills romp 38-10 over the Raiders. 180 degrees from Monday night on the field, how they're talking. Just a (laughs) very, very nice, 10 out of 10 kind of day uh, for the Bills in this one, I would say. Apologies to Shane there, Bulldog. I mean, he was going into something interesting, and he's like, (laughs) first got to say how great I think you guys are, and then we, Mm -hmm. we had to stop, and he left. Yeah. You never know. That that stuff that often can be a uh, the, those kind of calls can often take a dramatic turn. <laughs> yes, I did. I didn't sense that in this case, but especially yes. on this show, I feel like you guys. I love you guys. Are great. You're really great. Now I'm gonna swear. Screech. <laughs> <laughs> right. Record scratch and like here, here comes some something yeah. idiotic. Yeah, you you and I both sort of sit up in our chairs when it starts. <laughs> right. I think that's right. I don't know that that was gonna happen there. No, I, I'm probably I'm sad. not. I'm sad as well that Shane got cut off. Probably not. Let's take a break, and we'll get back to the phones. 716-803-0550, Bills 38, Raiders 10, 1-1. One and one. Jets at 1-0 playing now in Dallas. 7-0 Dallas early, a Ferguson touchdown catch from Prescott from inside the 5. And Miami, New England play tonight against each other in Foxborough. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. This is Buffalo Bills football. 
The Buffalo Bills improved to 1-1 one one on the season following today's 38-10 win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Quarterback Josh Allen finishes the day with 270 yards, passing with three touchdowns in a turnover-free game. James Cook leads the way on the ground 123 yards while also adding 36 through the air. And the Bills' leading wide receiver was Gabe Davis with six catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. The Bills will stay at home for Week 3. They host the Washington Commanders next Sunday at 1 p.m. But in terms of injuries for today, safety Micah Hyde did not return due to a hamstring injury, and neither did defensive defensive end Leonard Floyd, who had an ankle injury. While on the Raiders' side of things, wide receiver Devontae Adams left the game early today and is being evaluated with a concussion. Around the rest of the league, the Ravens take down the Bengals 27-24, to dropping Cincinnati to 0-2 on the season. The Bucks have started this, their season 2-0 following their 27-17 win over the Bears. The Colts take the divisional round matchup versus the Texans 31-20, but rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson did leave that game early due to a concussion. Two games went into overtime. The Seahawks top of the Lions 37-31, while the Titans, they take down the Chargers 27-24. The Chargers also drop to 0-2 on that season following that loss to the Titans, while the Chiefs, they escape from Jacksonville with a 17-9 win. Some of the games currently going on in the 4 o'clock window. The 49ers are up 7-3 on the Rams and driving as they end the first quarter. Arizona leads the Giants 7-0. The Cowboys jumped out to an early lead over the Jets, also leading 7-0, while the Broncos and Commanders are locked in a 0 zero tie this update is brought to you by independent health well beyond insurance learn more at redshirttreatment.com now for a look at traffic with neil mcmanus well a little hard to believe that a lot of people are not hanging around after the game savoring the victory because the roads are packed right now all around the stadium you have heavy congestion um the 219 is bumper to bumper all the way from mile strip through that 90 interchange and the 90 is quite slow as well we've got a car off to the side uh right around william street that's exit 52a that's not helping matters at all uh south park uh, you may be able to head north up that thoroughfare uh, just a couple of slowdowns um and route five your best bet uh to get uh up to the north towns uh, you do have a bit of a slowdown at woodlawn but then things open up once again uh but uh, once more uh plenty of traffic on the roads at this time and uh, the 219 all the way to the 90 uh, you're going to have a slow go all the way uh, past the Walden Galleria as of right now. In WBEN Traffic Command, I'm Neil McManus. Traffic being brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing from Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world. Josh under pressure, throws it in the middle, stretching for the end zone! Touchdown, Khalil Shakir! An 11-yard touchdown reception as he dragged two tacklers into the end zone. Late in the second quarter, the Bills pushed their lead to 21-10 on their way to a 38-10 victory. That's our electric play of the game. It's brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai. For an electrifying performance, check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. I mentioned already in the first uh, segment or two of the show, I thought Shakir did a really, really great job to keep his feet there. I think you'd often see a, a receiver go down when he goes down that low to corral that ball and just sort of go to the ground to secure the catch. He was able to keep his feet and, um, and stretch himself out into the end zone with a couple of guys right on him. So great job by him. It's also, again... Allen's genius as a player, like the pressure is right at, right into him, right up the middle on that play. And he's got a step and then over here. And then he just, he's able to 
see Shakir cutting across the middle like that. I mean, many quarterbacks do not get that throw off, uh, but he was able to there. I should have mentioned before, I had thought of it, but then time went by and I missed it. Uh, McDermott trying to recall at his press conference when it was that he sent the field goal team on and then they just pondered it and changed their mind. He was right that it was to go up 14. It would have made it 24 to 10 at that time. So he wasn't, he couldn't quite place it, but he was right in thinking that the field goal, I don't know. I I thought he sounded like he, it was just like he would rather have kicked it, (laughs) but you know, he sends the field goal team on and the way he worded his explanation of it, you know, um, I, I, that's just how what I came away with, but that's just that a was, guess. That was that early in the game. I thought that was much later in the game, because it was only a fourteen point lead. I mean, they were up. Well, I don't know. I, whatever. You well, it. it's I'm the gonna... nine minute drive. It's five, okay. it's six minutes left in the third quarter. Now it's the drive to start the the third quarter that goes nine minutes, and instead they go up twenty eight to ten on the touchdown right. pass to Davis. Right. But okay. That's right. He was thinking like the field goal puts me up fourteen. I think that's what he wanted, um, but then maybe he was talked out mm-hmm. of it. And Allen talks about trust when it comes to that. You know, that's kind of his word in, in that department is that they trust us. So, you know, what's sort of the stereotype that the, the quarterback and the players want to go for it and, you know, the coach and the fans always want to go for it. The numbers actually help the fans and the players. And they support that often. And the coach is more like, no, we'll kick it. We'll, t- we'll take the points. Yeah. Well, they didn't I mean, there to their credit. Right. While, while we're here again, let's mention again, Managing the Game is presented by the Financial Guys, West New York's one-stop financial shop. Uh, those fourth down calls were big. I mean, they went for it on fourth down twice on one of the touchdown drives, in fact, because um, they, they had a convert on a sneak on a fourth down to keep possession and then eventually scored on that fourth down play that we're right. talking about. Right. So um, the, I was having trouble trying to remember all four. I know I know the one they missed, and then the other two, but that, that, that one earlier in that same possession is where the, the fourth try came from. Allen puts his left foot back when he's going to keep it. And it looks like Gilliam is the official uh, tush pusher. <laughs> but twice Allen had quarterback sneaks in this game, both times his left foot is offset. It's way back. I don't know if that's always the case, but it was today. All right, Not that it's, it's stoppable anyway. It probably isn't. Let's go to your calls. 803-0550 is the number. We have Steve with us. Hello, Steve. Hey. You there? Hi, Steve. We got you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You're on the air. Oh, good. All right. Long-time listener. First-time caller. Uh, the original table smasher, I just had a question about what are your thoughts on uh, them not going Josh Allen third and one on the one-yard line, twice in a row to score a touchdown. Um, well, my thoughts are they could have probably would have worked. What's the play here? The fourth down play is the pass to Knox that goes incomplete. Third down was a run maybe. No, I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty safe bet usually, but you don't want to do that every time, I guess. Best yeah, I could do. So, something got kind of haywire there on that one. If we're talking about the same sequence here, is, is this the failed play where Hardy goes in motion, sort yes. of stumbles coming toward Allen? I just, the whole timing of that got thrown way off. Um, and wasn't Diggs kind of all alone yes. in the middle of the end zone? You know what, though? Absolutely all alone. Yeah. The, the caller's a little bit wrong if he said third and one, because the third down play is when he goes airborne, and his yeah. buddy from Wyoming takes him down at the one-yard line. That's third. Yeah. And then fourth is the pass to Knox where Diggs is open. That's right. Yeah. So it's one It's one play call, not two. Yeah. I, I, and, I'm, and just for the record, there was so much. I was so critical of Allen 
for being so reckless on Monday night when it wasn't warranted. At the goal line, you want to try to go over the top of the guy and get to the there, – there's a, there's an immediate goal there. You're close. Like, I, I, I'll allow it. Like, I, I'm, I'm okay <laughs> over here. It's when you're trying to hurdle three guys when you're hemmed in and you're seven yards short of what you need. It just doesn't make any sense. In, 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 today, fine. I'm not just saying that because they won. It's just it, – that's the truth, in my opinion. All right. Mario is next. Hello, Mario. Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. I'd love to uh, get that guy back on. I think it was Tuesday he called in. He was calling for Kyle Allen to replace Josh Allen. So that was the hottest take of the week. Um, but anyways, I had a couple couple questions for you guys. Um, I'm not completely sold on Dorsey. I mean, I have no complaints about this game. I loved it. I hate the first and ten halfback draw that Cooks. He gets stopped for two yards. He called it the same play again. He gets stopped. And then it's third and five, and they punted away to start the game. I, I think we've seen him do that a few times. Um, so I don't. I just want to get your guys' take on why he insists on on doing that, especially to start the games. And on the s- second point, I want to ask you guys about. Um, you know, I, I read a lot of two tight end formations going on. They spoke a lot about Sherfield in camp and in, in a good preseason and um, using him in the lineup. I've only seen him out there once today. I could be wrong. Do you think they plan on using him more? Um, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for taking my call, guys. I, I don't know. I, I, I noticed, um, you know, I mentioned on, on Monday night, I even like three quarters into the game went looking at the inactives list to make sure he was dressed. I, I, I knew that he was, but I had to confirm it because I hadn't heard him or seen him uh, at all, had no targets even in the game Monday. And I didn't see him a lot today. I don't know what their plans are for him. He's, you know, he's down, he's down the depth chart. You know, it, it's funny that Shakir, I think we, we all, well, we all, I definitely perceived the pecking order to have Shakir behind Sherfield, but he got a touchdown today, uh, and may, maybe that changes, I don't know, but um, Sherfield has yet to really do anything noticeable, so I don't know what their plans are for him. I mean, I imagine um, it might take uh, a trip down the depth chart because of injury or ineffectiveness to maybe get him really noticed. That's right. Davis, I mean, I say it all the time, because Davis sometimes makes people crazy, it seems, whether it's drops or just lack of production, which sometimes is, of course, going to be beyond his control. But he is not coming out. Like, they, they do not have another, they do not have a Gabe Davis replacement on the roster. So it's not Hardy, it's not Sherfield, it's not Shakir. It wasn't last year, Shakir. Davis is in there. You know, big body, and you saw, again, was one of those games where he, he produced, you know, big plays. And so that's going to that's a part of the plan, you know, that is a part of the Bills formula. And he's not he's not coming out for Sherfield, due respect. Like he he's going to have to matter on this team just like he has for 3 years. And today was a was a good day for him. Touchdown pass, touchdown catch on that fourth down where he jumps up, there's four Raiders around him on that play. Yeah. Uh he ends up 6 for 92. Easily the leader in yards today for the Bills through the air. Uh, Shane is back, and because he was so nice to us, we got to give him another another shot here. <laughs> hey guys, sorry, uh, Shane here again. I just wanted to call back in because I wanted to talk to uh, about Don Kincaid. I mean, being in the stands and everything, I just feel like his footwork is bar none. I just wanted. To... He's left again. Well, that is is that good? A, that is such a shame. His footwork, his footwork is good. <laughs> such a I mean, he's first round pick. He better, he better be good with his feet. I would say. All right, Shane. That's it, though. 
for today. All right, that's it for today. Come yeah, on, you don't, you keep don't your dignity. Another, you don't get another crack. Keep your dignity. No, no, no self-respecting person calls a radio show twice in one day. Uh, but you, you know, you got you got in, and we're happy about it because you got cut off earlier by you know the coach. Um, a friend of mine just texted me that there's a three-car pileup on the Skyway. So I don't know what that looks like, but for him to text me, it sounds pretty bad. Um, Neil, just in the update, was talking about like a lot of traffic today, of course. And that Route 5 would was be. maybe your best bet, but I'll bet that's not the case anymore if there's a three-car pileup on the Skyway. Maybe not anymore, yeah. Uh, Dallas and the Jets have traded punts here, 7 nothing Cowboys late first. Denver has a 7-3 lead over Washington. 49ers with a McCaffrey touchdown, leading the Rams 10-3 early second. Rams have the ball. And Arizona is up 14 nothing on the Giants. Yep, that's happening. <laughs> Big plays, too. Dobbs yes. has a touchdown Dobbs run, the quarterback. running, and yeah, they're, they're, they're eating them up. What's up with that? Come on, Brian Dable. Get it together over there. Okay. Let's see. Time for a break, I think. We'll come back. Look for more of your calls. 716-803-0550. The Bills cruise after falling behind early to a 38-10 win over the overmatched Las Vegas Raiders. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Thanks for being with us on the postgame show today. This is Buffalo Bills football. The Buffalo Bills improved to 1-1 one one on the season following today's 38-10 win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Quarterback Josh Allen finishes the day with 274 yards passing and three, turno- three touchdowns in a turnover-free day. James Cook led the way on the ground 123 yards while also adding 36 yards through the air. And the Bills' leading wide receiver on the day was Gabe Davis. Six catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown. On the side of injuries, Micah Hyde did not return due to a hamstring injury, and neither did Leonard Floyd, who had an ankle injury. While for the Raiders, wide receiver Devontae Adams left the game early. He is being evaluated for a concussion. Next up for the Bills, they do stay home for Week 3 as they host the Washington Commanders next Sunday at 1 p.m. Around the rest of the league at the 1 o'clock games, the Ravens took down the Bengals 27-24, dropping Cincinnati to 0-2 on the season. The Bucks have started their season 2-0 following their 27-17 win over Chicago. The Colts take their divisional round matchup against the Texans 31-20, but rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson did leave the game early with a concussion. Two games in the early window went to overtime. The Seahawks top of the Lions 37-31, while the Titans take down the Chargers 27-24. And that drops the Chargers to 0-2 on the season. And the Chiefs, they escape from Jacksonville with a 17-9 win. In the 4 o'clock window going on right now, the 49ers are up 10-3 on the Rams. Arizona leads the Giants 14-0. The Cowboys jump to an early lead, but have stalled since. They lead the Jets 7-0. While the Broncos, they got on top of Washington early. They also lead 7-0. And scores around the league, that is delivered by UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Now, a look at traffic with Neil McManus. Well, things still slow all around the stadium. Well under speed, Abbott Southwest, big tree, as you can imagine. California, bumper to bumper, uh, all the way between Mile Strip and Southwestern. Uh, you are seeing a couple of areas that you can take advantage of. Right now, South Park, uh, if you're heading northbound, that's moving well once you get past Mile Strip. Uh, McKinley, a slow go from Brompton up to Mile Strip, but then that clears out once again as you get past Mile Strip and that entrance ramp to the 90. Uh, 
the 90 uh, slow all the way to the 33. And as you can imagine, the 219 North remains well under speed at this time as well. That from mile strip into that 90 interchange. And as we said, uh, the 90, a slow go all the way from that interchange to the 33. Uh, Route 5 now seeing some increased congestion. And we do have an accident on the eastbound Route 5. That at Ohio Street. Uh, a few people stopping to take a look at that as well. In WBEN's Traffic Command, I'm Neil McManus. Traffic being brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Back to pass, going to roll to his right, looking downfield, and finally throws it to Gabe Davis, who sneaks behind the defense to the 10 and out of bounds at the 8-yard line. First and goal, Buffalo. Josh Allen's longest completion of the day goes for 40 yards to Gabriel Davis. You heard it just there. Chris Brown on the play-by-play. Eye on the quarterback is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business, is protecting your business. A very under-control 31 of 37 for 274 yards and three touchdowns performance from Josh Allen today. Nothing really to speak of on the ground. Only three carries for seven yards. The Bills did a great job up front. I mean, Max Crosby barely existed in this game. Uh, Some combination of chip blocks on him. Uh, Hats off to Spencer Brown, who, when locked up one-on-one, seemed to do a fantastic job because Crosby is is he's got game wrecking potential and he didn't get anywhere near that today. And how relieved is Sean McDermott at a press conference when Allen plays like this? You know, like it's it's all good. It's mostly good. I mean, they've done so much winning, but there's just a different sound to it when he doesn't have to say, you know, like you, you want him to stay healthy and you know how he said slide, how he wants him to slide at the at the interviews on the sideline at games, you know, it's just this is a, a much more zen-sounding uh, McDermott after a game like that. That was maybe the longest coach's embrace at midfield after a game that I've ever seen, possibly. I don't know if you were watching at that mm, time. I was but not, no. Yeah, it seemed, the end. Yeah. it seemed Josh McDaniels was doing kind of all of the talking, and he had McDermott sort of hugged in close. He doesn't want to have his lips read or be heard. Uh, I just wonder really what that was. You know, it didn't seem at all adversarial. Maybe it was very personal. I don't know, but rarely see the two coaches. I mean, I mean, sometimes they last less than a second. It's just right. it's a it's a right. blow by handshake and that's it. But McDaniel's called like sort of brought McDermott close to him and talked to him for I don't know thirty seconds maybe. Wow, I wish I'd seen that. Yeah. Huh. So that was just something else from today. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here post game coverage for you. After the Bills' 38-10 win, 1-1 one and one at Washington next week. Here is Peter next. Hi, Peter. Okay. Peter's got something else going on there. Let's go to Tom instead. Hi, Tom. Hey, guys. Thank you so much, man. I always enjoy the show, especially after a, after a win. Um, I just have to echo everything you said. It was just a very well-executed game. Uh, it was just a joy to watch and just completely, I hope, hopefully it changes the trajectory of the season. I think everybody panicked a little bit after last week, but we're back on track. And, uh, you know, if we got to play these conservative games, as long as we're winning, I'm perfectly happy with it. You know, that it'll be interesting how going forward the Bills 
operate against better teams, right? This is one where I, I wasn't assuming it would look like this, but where the Raiders were really outmatched, you know, at the line of scrimmage, both sides in the secondary, they hit a little bit, the Raiders secondary, but really just could not keep up. And so most games the Bills have left are against better teams, if not all of them actually are against better teams. And can they, will Allen be efficient enough and will he stay cool and be able to author, I mean, nine-minute drives, really? Right. That's going to be tougher against against good teams, obviously. It's tough so, for any team to operate ever. that way, the nine-minute drives. The reason teams play defense the way a lot of teams play defense, you know? Um, so, you know, and, and I think that's even gotten more pronounced. We've talked about it a lot. You bring it up all the time. Like, the, the, the too high stuff that teams play, a lot of teams play, forces teams to do what Allen did today. And it's there if you can do it, if you're patient enough to do it. Um, those those plays are going to be available to you. And I think he did a, just a fantastic job of, of, of managing that today and never allowing himself to get antsy like maybe he did on Monday night. Here's Alex with us. Hi, Alex. Mm. Sorry, everyone. There was no Alex. Jack instead. Hi, Jack. Hey, uh, just wanted to see uh, what 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 did you guys think was the biggest difference between how we how we plan against the Jets to this Raiders team? I know the 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 Jets have probably one of the best defenses in the league, but what what do you think was was the biggest difference in this that, game today? That 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 is it right there. The, the rosters. I mean, the, the Raiders have got guys you've heard of uh, at the top end, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, even Renfro if you want him. He barely exists so far this year. I think he got one ball today. And Max Crosby on defense. But it's pretty thin after that. So if, if you can take Crosby out, which the Bills managed to do, I don't think there's really a lot else that you got to worry about. And that's what this game kind of looked like. It looked like the Bills neutralized their best defender, and that was pretty much ball game, provided you don't kill yourself with mistakes, and the Bills didn't. Let's see the Jets. I mean, it's really almost the same point, but the the quality at corner, the way Gardner can just, even though Diggs did catch 10, many of which were against Gardner, but the way he can sort of eliminate one guy, sometimes the team's best guy, and pressure, just like the completeness of that Jet defense, they're going to play man-to-man because they can get away with it. And that also, you know, just can, well, I don't need to elaborate too much, but just the way that makes the quarterback's job tougher, if there's any pressure on him and he's trying to find, you know, somebody open, it's not there, and that sort of compounds, I think. This game was a walk in the park. Raiders are in zone all the time, and with with pass protection, Allen just had no problem. And just... It's that much easier, I think, to take the the proverbial what the defense is giving you, right? Like the take the seven yard short passes and everything like that, because you're just having su- such an easy day. And like the Monday night was the every what was the difference? Everything was was different on Monday night. Just like no time to settle into the game. They had the lead uh, at halftime and everything, but just a a different opponent in like every way in, in this game. Washington. Next, Washington is playing now, and they're down 14-3 at Denver. Wow, Marvin Mims, 2-for-114 in a touchdown. Wilson has three completions, but a 14-3 lead. I know Sam Howell was sacked a lot last week, maybe six times by Arizona, 
and he's been sacked a few times already in this game, just starting the second quarter. So Washington beat Arizona, but they're in tough uh, here already. Wilson just hit a long one to, I don't know who that is. Do you know who 19 is? I can't see the name on the back of the Which game are we on? Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. That's Marvin, that's Marvin Mims, the play I was just telling you oh. about. Oh, okay, sorry. You were, yeah. you were ahead of me. All right, sorry. You're watching Denver? I'm watching Red Zone, and they just hopped in and showed oh. the highlight of that catch you just talked about. You know, last week was my first time ever watching Red Zone from home. Like, just doing that? Mm-hmm. It's okay. It, uh, it, it. It it can it's awesome, but it also can can be um, it can aggravate. I think, but it it's it's a lot to take in. I like that part of it. Yeah, it I, it, it hurts my head sometimes. I like being my own red zone. <laughs> yeah, when I I had the Sunday ticket for like twenty years, if it's that old before this year. I don't, this is the first year I have not had it in forever. And with Sunday ticket, like last Sunday. Oh baby, I got this. I'm I've got all the the games up on my computer and my phone, so I know where everybody where the ball is in every game, and I'll I just sort of produce my own without the talking. Usually, usually without the talking, I'll That's produce too much work for me. <laughs> I know you love that kind of project. I yeah. want Red Zone to be like t- faster. <laughs> I want wow. I want more Ugh. than what they give you there because it's behind. Like, well, I know that. And they yeah. don't tell you. It's like golf when right. somebody somebody that's in 50th place has an 80-foot putt. Like, oh, I wonder if this one's going in. Yeah. You know, you know what, that it's, it is. It's more for people who just want it to be brought to them, right? I'm not sitting there monitoring all the games. I don't have 200 fantasy teams. So I'm just sort of – I'm a viewer, and right. it's just one thing after the other sometimes. And I, I miss the flow of just watching a game. Uh, so I often will just – like, all right, that's enough red zone. Just give me a game. Or a good game. One of these games I have access to is good. Can I just watch it? And then uh, you get, like, ads and ads and ads. You're like, oh, right. I got to go back. Right. Because there's no ads on red zone. I got to go right. back to red zone. Right. Yeah, I, I, I respect that. I, I, I think I'm sort of a little bit strange in this area. I, I, want, I want red zone only to be faster and just more, <laughs> more immediate. I want more immediacy from red zone. And I think maybe that's that's rare for people to want that. Yes, because I, I yeah I'm, I'm the opposite. I I find it jarring when I because I, I you know I'm like a lot of I I might, I may not be doing you know what you're doing, but I am looking at other things while it's on, and it's it's like you know there's one play from one game, and I'm still not in the habit of realizing that I'm not just watching a single game. So if I look away for a second and look up, and there's two different teams on the screen, it takes my brain a, a moment. It's jarring for a moment. Like, wait, I thought I was. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm just watching all the games. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. All right, back to the phones. We have Ken next. Hi, Ken. Hi, guys. Um, two, uh, I'm going to touch about is the rain, the running game. Uh, Cook, I thought, breakout year, and what a breakout game for him. It does a lot for this offense now to become more balanced. Now if you got to start defending the run and Allen. Hopefully they can carry that on. Uh, explosive from him today. All around catching, running, just just great, and it opens the play action for them as well. It just it went great today, and uh, hopefully going forward we can see that because I know this team has been looking for that balance for a while. And second, talk about the hug with McDaniel's and the coaches afterwards. Did you notice after that when he hugged Allen probably even longer and talking into his ear and patting him on the back? And I'd like to be. Applying to wall for that one, wondering if he's talking to him and posting him up. Also about his New England days playing against Allen and just saying that, you know, what a quarterback he is and uh, hoping that, you know, one day he'll win the big one or something like that. 
Yeah, maybe. I, I did not see that, Ken, but I appreciate you telling us about it. Maybe he's campaigning for a job after he gets fired from the Raiders. <laughs> you know, that Josh McDaniels was so nice to me that one time. <laughs> right, right. You tell him, McDermott, hey, listen, this is not going to end well for me in Vegas. Just so, just saying, if anything goes sideways with Dorsey, you know, you got my number. What a peach. Hit me up. Slide into my DMs. <laughs> what a peach. Does that sound, is that an old expression? What, what a, a peach. peach. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah, has the show ever sounded older? Has the post-game show ever sounded older than the time Mike... Said, what a peach about Josh uh, McDaniels. The Cardinals just intercepted Daniel Jones, and they now have the oh, ball again. So in, long ago. In Giants territory. So, sorry. Okay, I'll stop. No, you, I'll I'm never say another word about what's going on in these other games. That game's over already. Oh, my God. You are unbearable. Touchdown, Denver. It's Brandon Johnson. With this that one. happened 10 minutes ago. No, it hasn't happened in your house yet. It hasn't happened in my house yet. Let us know when you see the, touch, the Denver touchdown. <laughs> Uh, right now, <laughs> Griffin is next. Hi, Griffin. Hey there, guys. Uh, I just had a quick question or see how you guys feel about this. How do you guys feel about the uh, the safety duo that we have right now? And uh, the last today a little bit, but mainly last game, the big plays that they've been letting up this season. It seems a little different from previous years where we didn't really let up those huge plays, but this year it seems like. It's kind of inevitable every game that we're going to see something kind of break loose. Well, I mean, man, it's been it's two games and they won thirty eight to ten. I'm not sure what's inevitable, but look, and and all the they, they give up one real well, they gave two long runs. One was thirty, one was the last week. I'm I I think it's fair to wonder about the the, the age of that. That team. that's that's right. It is. I don't fair. think it's. I I think it it, it doesn't even have to be. Uh, it doesn't have to be correct. You know that that you're worried about it. You know, the reality is they're getting older. And Poyer did, you know, miss. It's hard. It's Brees Hall charging at him full speed in the open field. But he didn't look good, and he got worked in the preseason on a long run. Um, I think it, it bears watching. Yes, that's really it. You know, is it? it's, it's fair to, to question that or to, to mention it, but I doubt we'll see changes. You know, like the, this is their team. It was actually mentioned on the broadcast today, the Bills' age. It's been something that we've talked about in here through the summer a little bit because there's there's so little, relatively speaking at least, there's so little to pick at with the Bills roster. Um, wh- the one thing that I sort of think of is that they're not young anywhere. That's how I've put it, that they're just not young anywhere. And so as long as your guys hold up, then you're fine. You know, like, look how good they are. Hyde and Poyer, holy cow, I mean, incredible how many games they've played for the Bills and just how excellently. But eventually it will change. And you can't really know when that's going to happen. You know, like mm-hmm. the Bills, they they get to training camp or something and they could see something they don't like. Maybe, I don't even know if that happened, uh, where you start to see the age. A lot of times in sports and football, it just happens the, the at once. Tells you. Yeah, right. It happens all at once, you know. Yep. I think of quarterbacks more running backs, I guess, too, than safeties. But they're just sort of suddenly not the same player. And hopefully, of course, to say the least for the Bills, that is not where we're at with those two guys. I don't think it's been that bad, but I just I, I don't also want to draw any conclusions about it after two games, you know. It's just, to me, it seems wrong to do that. Okay, have you got that touchdown yet, Denver? Oh, like, like so long ago? Hours ago. 21-3. Right when we introduced the call, I was going to interrupt. Hold on, Denver just scored. (laughs) 
Chiefs survive, Bengals lose, and you know what else? Burrow tweaked his... He said at the end of the game, he said he retweaked his calf muscle. Burrow. Yeah, some fa- a, fan, a fan sent me a message saying he was limping walking off the field. Um, so, yeah, that that, um, that that certainly bears watching. 0-2. They have the Rams next week at home. That's a Monday night game. Rams at Bengals next week. Rams are looking good. They're driving for the lead right now against San Francisco after winning easily last week in Seattle. How about that? Puka Nakua. Seven for 66 in the first half, and it's not over yet. Um, Yeah, very interesting situation with the Bengals. They were 0-2 last year as well, and they did pretty well. But they're two games back of Baltimore with a home loss to them already, and the the pressure is going to be on there a little bit, especially if Burrow isn't right. To say that's that's an easy one. Let's go to Alex next. Hi, Alex. Gentlemen, first and foremost, I just want to say when Bills fans are waiting in traffic when the Bills win or lose. You guys are literally the first source Bills fans turn to after the game. So thank you very much for your continued coverage and support of the Buffalo Bills. So, And thank you for taking my call today. Yes, thank you, Alex. So also, thank God the media can chill on Josh Allen from being in the second coming of uh, J.P. Lossman. Like, holy crap. That's how we sounded? <laughs> no, 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 not you guys. I'm talking the national media. We need talk about like ESPN and some of these other guys it's like they almost wanted to bench Josh Allen after last week but I, I just really wanted to highlight uh two games now I think the defense have done a great job and today specifically I think Sean McDermott had a really great plan against Jimmy Garoppolo um especially when you think about his style of play um he in my opinion he's kind of the the last of your pocket passers you know he almost when he's flushed out of the pocket he almost has to get himself planted and get himself centered before he can make a throw. And there was that one play uh, the Bills defense made on him where they, they tipped the ball, and I don't remember who it was on the Bills defense that did that. Russo. Uh, but if you notice, just before that play, it's a perfect example uh, where, where Garoppolo has to recenter himself, plant himself, and, and throw that ball. And um, I thought almost in the first part of the Bills game today, the defense did a great job. And then you look at the end result. Like, hats off to Sean McDermott for calling the defense and coaching the uh, the football team. So, uh, with that, thank you for the call today, and go Bills. Thanks, Alex. I mean, that stuff, for me, that stuff about the media gets dramatically, ridiculously exaggerated. You know, you heard criticism of Allen. We all did. And the, the caller's description of it was that almost wanted to bench him. I'm pretty sure nobody in the world, really, like you're talking about, was thinking quite that way. Almost wanted to bench him. I don't know about that. But, um, yes, it should be different. It should sound different this week. I think you're right about that, Alex. Zach Wilson to Garrett Wilson, 68 yards. That was a while ago already. Touchdown, Jets. Yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're like many who drafted Garrett Wilson in fantasy. You're like, now what? Rodgers is out. What's going to happen there? My first-round or second-round investment here busting. Well, great touchdown catch last yeah. week, and then this one. That'll they work. They just showed a graphic before that play on that broadcast that the Jets, at that point in the game, had one first down, and it came on a fake punt. <laughs> well, this will count. It's a that touchdown, but it also right. counts as a first out. Cardinals now up 20 nothing on the Giants. Mm-hmm. You're all over it. After a takeaway, yeah. Denver driving again. What's going on with Washington? 
just nothing, I guess, is the answer. Nothing seems to be going right there. 21-3 Denver. Here's Jerry with us. Hello, Jerry. Hey, how you guys doing? Fantastic, Jerry. Thank you. Good, good. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention was that I, I, I really thought that the play calling today was much, much better uh, in regards to uh, just kind of keeping it uh, kind of simple. And I think Josh did a great job of just uh, taking what the defense gave him and moving it down the field and not trying to be a superhero and do, you know, great, you know, super great things. And uh, the running game was uh, fantastic. And uh, I just think it worked out much, much better than the last week. No doubt. Thanks, Jerry. Look, Bulldog earlier took an opportunity to say, because, uh, you know, we, we had the last caller. People are very sensitive to criticism of Bills. And, and Bulldog this week was talking a lot about just the the way, the times where Allen goes airborne and just, all right, you know, like you needed seven yards on that one play last week. All right. And here today, it was closer to the goal line. Fine. I want to say that the same kind of – offer the same kind of sentiment about Cook. I've never really been a fan of this this player, um, the draft pick for me. Like we just never want to do that second round for a running back so interchangeable. He does have his fans, and he has had his moments for the Bills today. He was really good. That there was one sidestep move he put on to yes. get around the left edge, and the, the yes. you know, maybe the guy takes a bad angle. Just cooked but that guy. Yeah. He, oh, I didn't mean to be cute there with Cook, but like he he just froze him. Yeah. He did, and he had several really nice runs. You know, Harris had. Plays too, even Murray, but um, like I just, I, I'm not really someone who cares a lot about who the Bills' running back is. Um, whatever, just don't spend up. And Cook is a little small for. He's like if his size, you'd want him to be faster. At his speed, you'd want him to be bigger. Like to, for me, there's like a little bit left wanting. But career game, 123 on the ground, and he's a big part of the story in uh, in this one. 38-10. I mean, the score says it all. 38-10. Bills over the Raiders today. Clobbered them. We will take a timeout, have another update with scores, traffic again, and then we'll talk some more later on. We'll get to the locker room and hear from a couple more players, right? What what, ha- what happened? CeeDee Lamb just got a pass and got his leg. He went up for it and got his legs cut out from under him and came down hard on, the, on his upper back and neck, but he seems fine. He's spring right back up. A lot more is happening this week than last week in the NFL. A lot more plays, higher scoring games. So uh, if you like, if you like that, it's been a, it's been a much better day. Thirty eight ten Bills. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. More after this break. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. The Buffalo Bills get themselves in the win column for the first time this season, and they now sit at 1-1 one one on the season following today's 38-10 win over the Raiders. Quarterback Josh Allen finished the day, 274 yards passing and three touchdowns in a turnover-free game. James Cook led the way on the ground 123 yards, and he also added 36 through the air, while the Bills' leading wide receiver on the day was Gabe Davis with six catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown. The Bills will be going back on the road like they were in Week 1 as they take on the Washington Commanders next Sunday at 1 p.m. In terms of injuries leaving today, safety Micah High did not return due to a hamstring injury, and neither did defensive end Leonard Floyd. He left with an ankle injury. And on the Raiders' side of things, wide receiver Devontae Adams, he left the game early and is being evaluated for a concussion. 
around the rest of the league. The Ravens take down the Bengals 27-24, and they drop Cincinnati to 0-2 to start the season. The Bucks start the season 2-0 following their 27-17 win over Chicago. The Colts take the divisional matchup versus the Texans 31-20, but rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson did leave the game early with a concussion. Two games went to overtime. The Seahawks top of the Lions 37-31, and the Titans, they took down the Chargers 27-24, and they dropped the Chargers to 0-2 on the season, while the Chiefs, they escaped Jacksonville with a 17-9 win. And your 4 o'clock window, that is well underway. The Rams see themselves up 70-10 over the 49ers late in the second. Arizona is dominating the Giants 20-0. They head into the half. Cowboys, they are up 10-7 over the Jets, but they are driving the air in the red zone. And the Broncos have opened up the floodgates against Washington, and they currently lead 21-3. Score, scores around the league devel- uh, delivered by the UPS store. Be unstoppable. Now a look at traffic with Neil McManus. Well, while things are thinning out a little bit around the stadium, the, the key word is patience this afternoon as you're trying to make your way home from the stadium. Uh, South Park right now, we've been suggesting that as a route. You may want to avoid that. We've got heavy congestion uh, on South Park all the way from Big Tree to Mile Strip, and then again, past Mile Strip all the way from Lake to Ridge. So I uh, may want to find a different way than South Park. Again, uh, the 219, it's uh, clearing up a a little bit but still uh well under speed all the way to that 90 interchange and the 90 definitely a slow go uh all the way to the 33 for those of you heading northbound and to the north towns the 190 north right now an easy ride uh to get you where you're going and also route five uh, another possibility there uh do have a slowdown around woodlawn and we also do have that crash right now taking up the right lane that's on the eastbound route five though at ohio street for for those of you heading uh, to Canada uh, following the game, uh, you've got about a 29-minute uh, wait at the Peace Bridge, a 20-minute wait at the Rainbow Bridge. Lewiston, Queenston, your best bet. No delays there. From WBEN Traffic Command, I'm Neil McManus. Traffic being brought to you by Pack Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Allen under center, takes the handoff, going to roll to his left, wide open in the end zone for the touchdown, Dawson Knox! A two-yard touchdown reception for the tight end, who now has a receiving touchdown in each of his last four home games. That's the first of three Josh Allen touchdown passes on the day, and he is our difference maker of the game, which is brought to you by independent health at independent health you'll find more than a thousand western new yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the bills of course independent health well beyond insurance learn more at redshirttreatment.com thoughts on garoppolo today anything i mean just utterly pedestrian average just wow he's he's a good looking kid but yeah i don't know there's not a lot there hmm that's a little more harsh than I would I would be on this, but uh, the, the the interceptions, the Milano interception is just another incredible defensive play from him. Like that should not have been a pick. When Garoppolo goes to throw that ball, like interception is not in the range of outcomes. And the other one is a tip. So, but you know you want the upside, and of course, Garoppolo doesn't give you that. Right, that's uh, what I'm saying. I mean, I you know I, I wouldn't blame him for the the, the picks, but. Just, there's just not, there's just not a lot there. Devontae Adams is so good. 
So he goes out in the fourth quarter on a deep ball over the middle, triple coverage, and is it Rap that gets him uh, yes. with the unsportsmanlike conduct, unnecessary roughness rather, hit? What do you do there? You know, like this, that's one. I don't want to sort of apologize for the player because like there is a sa- there is a safety element to this, but like Adams is going up for the ball and it's just such a split second thing where just the way the bodies fall, you end up hitting the guy. You're trying to what? You, 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 rap on that play is trying to extricate the ball from Adams if he catches it. If he com- if he's coming down with it. And then the ball's not there and instead it's his helmet and just blasted him. So Adams leaves the game there, but one of those plays you see all the time in the NFL where they want to curtail it, they penalize you, but I don't know really what you do about it, you know? You want your safeties to play like that. I think you just live with it is what you do. I mean, I hope Adams is okay. I don't mean to, like, oh, yeah. blow off a head injury. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't – I don't look at that play and think there was a, a like intent to injure. It just it's it, you you said it already. It's a football play and it didn't have a, a good result. I think the penalty was called for and was called and like that's that's football. Here's John with us. Hello, John. Hey, thank you for taking my call. I just really wanted. I'm hard on the coaching staff. I wanted to give them credit for playing the analytics and going with it in fourth and goal. The way that I see it is. Even if they convert, you know, one out of two fourth and goal, that's seven points versus two field goals being six. I want to give them credit for going for it. I really think that paid off for them and made a big difference in the rest of the game. Okay, thanks, John. Interesting how they changed their mind on one. We talked about that a little bit in the first hour. Washington next. I don't know. They're having a rough day. 21-3. 21-3. They do have the ball at the four now, though, Washington. Right, they're driving. Yeah. yeah. Jake Ferguson, his second touchdown of the game. Nope, I'm sorry. That wasn't Ferguson. That was Luke Schoonmaker. Wrong Dallas tight end. One-yard touchdown catch. They go for two Dallas. 18-7. to seven. How about that decision? 18-7. to seven. Cowboys over the Jets inside the two-minute warning. Right now, we're going to go to the locker room where Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer spoke a little bit ago. Locker room sound, Hyde and Poyer in this case, is brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. I want to see my kids. Let's do it. You guys were down. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Um, you know, they, they came out that first drive, and <laughs> them boys are ready to go. Uh, drove right down the field on us, so, you know, that's obviously unfortunate. Uh, we got to do better in that situation to start the game. Um, but uh, huge play coming up, you know, for him and, and able to get that uh, that tip ball. How, how good was it for you to be back here for the first time, you know, in front of your family, just mm-hmm. run us through that? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's emotional. It's emotional. Uh, you know how they say once you have kids, you start getting a little emotional. It didn't happen with my first, but my second, my daughter, I started getting a little emotional. So now, you know, I, it hit me. Uh, pre-game, there's a lot of different emotions, just like last week. But being back in this building, uh, being back in this building, in this stadium, week two, going out last year. Um, so I'm just so happy to be back here with my dog and, uh, and go out there and fly around with my boys. <clears throat> We had talked during the week about run defense and that sort of a thing. I'm looking at the numbers here. They had 55 yards on the day. Josh Jacobs, negative two. 
I guess you talked about hats to the football, that sort of a thing. Uh, that part of the defense, defensive effort today. Yeah, we knew, uh, we knew we had to stop the run. Um, that was our biggest emphasis throughout the week. Knew the uh, type of football team they were going to be, and we felt like we got ahead of them and we were able to stop the run that, you know, we get them in a pass situation type game. Um, we would be able to feast, and we did. Uh, a lot of guys made some big plays today, so it was, uh, it was a fun game to be, be part of. Oh, I'm great. I'm great. You know, uh, continue to get some rehab and be back next week. After that opening drive, I guess what's what flipped for you guys from the first drive to literally the entire rest of the game? Yeah, usually, offenses like that, uh, they come out with a, a pretty good opening script of the first 15 plays. Um, you know, some plays that we hadn't seen. We were able to kind of settle down after that first drive and, uh, you know, uh, play our style of defense. And, uh, you know, usually, you know, games like that. First 15 plays and they're scripted. Um, you know, you, you got to find a way to get off the field. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do that, but we were able to come to the sideline and we have a group of guys that are just resilient and be able to just nobody panic and, and finally start making some plays. Mike, I know you need them all, right? You want to win them all. But last week you said you guys kind of gave it away. You felt that way. Do you need this this way to play this way? I mean, the whole team, really, every phase today was so good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess. Um, you know, put it on tape and knowing what we have. Uh, I mean, we already knew what we have, but putting it on tape is, is totally different. But come on, guys, this is, it's week two. It was week one last week, and, and the sky was falling. Um, this is week two in an early season, and we're trying to go out there and, and play our best ball, and this is just something to give us a little confidence. Did you enjoy the offense scoring drives today? How much did you get? Enjoy? I think we came out there one series in the third quarter. I think they had the ball for maybe 12 minutes in that third quarter. Um, it's awesome to see. Um, obviously, you want to feed off of that. You know, when they go out down there and score, you know, we got to go out there and get three and out or find a way to get a takeaway. And I think that's what we did. Um, that's just complimentary football, um, the style of football that we like to play and the style of football that we want to continue to play. So we're just going to. Watch the film from this game, learn what we can, and uh, we got a big test next week. Mike, as leaders on the team, you know, you just talked about the sky falling. How do you convey the message to the younger guys not to ride the roller coaster? Because I'd imagine it's pretty tough. It's it's a long season. You can't get you can't get trapped in that. Um, you just got to continue to stay, you know, level level headed, and uh, keep pushing. No matter if you win by fifty or lose by fifty, win by one, lose by one. You know, this the, the NFL. If you let that stuff get to you. It's going to tear you apart. Just stay the course. I don't too, but when you when you guys are on the sideline watching your offense and you see so many different guys contributing, do you think like okay that is that can make us special? Like having all those guys contribute and it not absolutely. just being. I mean, absolutely. The more guys that are able to make plays, shoot, you can argue that on offense, defense, and special teams. The more guys that you know are out there making plays for you, the the better your team's going to be. So when you get, you know. James Cook getting rolling, Damian Harris rolling, Gabe rolling, Diggs rolling. I mean, who's going to stop that offense, you know? So that's something that we like to feed off of and uh, and vice versa. Michael, what was your reaction to Matt Milano's interception where he just kind of lost the, the right back? That's Lano, man. He's, he's, the boy's living right right now. I don't know what he's doing, but I need to get on his his daily schedule because he's, he's living right and he just, you know, went up top. But uh, – Lana's one of those guys, man. Everybody, you know, he's been making plays for, for years, but um, just the confidence that he has right now, you know, it's it's really awesome to see, and you know, just to see him go out there and compete each and every game, and it's going to continue to happen that way. Well, you talk about confidence and guys competing and playing well. 
Greg Rousseau seems to be on a different level. Um, I know you talk about his height and all those things, but it just seems like he's putting it all together. How big is that for you guys in the back end when he just Love seems it. to be wrecking plays? Love it. Them, them guys up front handled the run by themselves. You know, I, I mean, Poe stuck his nose in there a few times, some some big hits. That's what he does. But for the most part, you know, those boys up front, each and every one of them, you know, play a huge part of this team. And when they get going, we tell it all the time. When they get going, we get going as a defense, as a team. Um, you know, we got some guys up front that can get after the quarterback and, and stop the run. And, you know, when they're doing that, sky's the limit for this defense. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, defense strong today. Bills over the Raiders with ease, 38-10. to 10. We'll have more from the Bills locker room as we continue post-game coverage with us, Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Thanks for hanging out. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Welcome back. The Bills route the Raiders 38-10, week three, one o'clock next Sunday in Washington. I heard today that the Chiefs game in Jacksonville from earlier is the only one o'clock game on their schedule, at least as it's planned. That can change, but that's kind of amazing. We're going to go, excuse me, we're going to go back to the locker room now. And uh, doing so, we thank our friends at Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. Here are the media chats with Gabe Davis. How the play looked to you? Yeah, they just had it zoned off. I knew where I was originally supposed to go wasn't going to be open, so kind of just sat in the zone, seen Josh scramble, and just trying to give him a body to throw to. And, you know, he floated in there nice for me to be able to, you know, get strong hands on the ball and be able to take the hit. Like, you know, there was a, the safety was on your back and you had to, like, make yourself big? or. Yeah, I knew that when the ball was in there, I was going to have to, you know, really squeeze the ball because I knew I was going to get hit. Um, so, you know, luckily I was able to come down with that. Gabe, what did it feel like you, the rhythm was like for you guys? Because after the first couple plays, you know, you punt, but that was the last time you punted the entire game. What kind of, like, I guess, confidence did you have after that first drive and then carry it through the rest of the game? Yeah, I mean... You know, it's football, so, you know, last week didn't look, you know, real well for us, but this week we were able to bounce back and do what we do. And that's what we expect out of each other. So for us to be able to do what we did today, it's no surprise to us. We just know, you know, when we're on the same page and we're executing, you know, no one can stop us. Early in the season, Gabe, it's similar for every team. that You know, they're kind of figuring out their own identities, and you have a lot established in that regard. But I'm, I'm seeing nine different receivers here today. You know, the, the diversity of this offense, is that more – how it's designed and, and meant to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're just moving a bunch of guys around, giving the guys a bunch of opportunities, and we have guys with a bunch of strengths that can go out there and do certain things, so we want to make sure that we use those to the best of our ability. The, uh, it, was, it seems like a long time ago, but uh, I think the first touchdown drive, there was a free play. They jumped off sides. You caught like a 20-yard pass off the side. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Did you know it was a free play there? Yeah, I knew it was a free play. Well, yeah, once I once I saw uh, the guy jump and mid-snap the ball in my head, I know it's a free play, and um, they were real deep, and I knew I could just, again, just find green grass and sit, and me and Josh, again, being on the same page, uh, made that play happen. Josh always takes the heat, no matter what happens, if you guys don't win. And But this past week, he really did. He took it, and you guys were all supportive of him. Did you feel anything extra? He says it was no different. He didn't pay attention, but... You know, he's always coming through, and you guys want to for him. Did mm-hmm. he Did he need this kind of game, even though it's early in the season? Did you guys feel anything different for him because he's come through so many times for you? Um, I don't know. I really didn't see that much just because I don't, I, don't, um, I don't have Twitter, um, and I don't watch the sports stuff because it's all, it's all a bunch of bull crap all the time. They just sit here and 
judge everybody on a week one performance and, you know, is this is this team the best? Is this defense the best? This offense the worst? You know, I mean, they just say so many things. It's like I'd rather not even have that enter into my mind. So I feel like. Well, no, I was just going to say, but he judged himself. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, he, he, he's a competitor. He's, one of the, he's, he's a top competitor in the NFL. I mean, if he goes out there and doesn't have a performance that he wants, he's going to sit there and look back on what things he could have done better. That's what we all do. Um, Josh, so. I'm sorry. Josh had actually you said the same thing, that he tried to tune all of that out yeah. last week, and he was the focus of so much of it, obviously, coming off that yeah, game. I mean, imagine, yeah, imagine a bunch of people, you know, just talking crap about you all, you know, 24-7 the whole week. I mean, you don't want to hear that. No one wants to hear that. Understandably. Yeah. He actually said that a game like that for him is good because it accentuates when, when the pendulum swings the other way and you have a performance like you all did today you know, the, the, what the, what that feels like and solidifies mm -hmm. that for him. Can you identify with that? And, and, and I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's life. You know, there's adversity, there's ups and downs, and when you're able to respond, you know, in a, in a down moment, you know, you know how that gives you a lot of confidence. And I feel like, you know, everything happens for a reason, and obviously you've seen him go out there today and, and, and hit on all cylinders. So, you know, I don't feel like, I think, again, like I said, everything happens for a reason. And I feel like it helped us understand each other better. Um, work harder and you know know that we have to stay you know on our P's and Q's in order to be able to go out there and execute. No, no turnovers for the offense and, and I mean Sean had talked last week about that as, as a point of emphasis. How do you carry that into a game you know, where, where you, you want to be aggressive yeah. but you also that's that's a point of emphasis. How did that feel up there? Um, yeah, of course, we want to be aggressive. We want to have big plays and do things, but you got to be patient. You have to be smart, um, and you have to be able to take what the defense is giving you. Um, a lot of these defenses are playing bend, don't break, so we have to make sure that we can dink and dunk down the field, be patient, don't, don't you know, get antsy and try to look for deep shots. And, you know, we have to understand that at the receiver position as well, that even though it may seem like we're open downfield, like there's things that we have to understand that's going around, the ups and flows of the game, to get 17 in a rhythm, you know what I mean? So, um we're again. We're we're behind him 100%. He's the best quarterback in the NFL in my eyes, and you know the ups and downs of everything. I mean, there there's times I had ups and downs. There's times Steph did. You know, I mean everybody's gonna have those moments. So um, just gotta be able to be behind him and support, and everything's gonna uh, fall right into place. How was the crowd today? That was great. I mean, when they first started screaming out there and, and did the chant that we always do. Um, it just felt different. I mean, they were excited. They were ready to play. Um, they sound like they were behind us 100%. So it was definitely something good to come back for the first home opener and be able to experience that. Experience that. Davis, 6 for 92 and a touchdown bounce back effort for him and the whole team from Monday night's loss in the Meadowlands. Again, next week, Washington, 1 o'clock Sunday. Hope to have you along with us here on the network. And after the game, Bulldog and I will be back to take your calls and talk about what we saw. Enjoy your night and the rest of your weekend. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. This is Buffalo Bills football. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Destination. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.